There are many modes to Dana White. Angry, confused, happy, angry, tired, angry. But one rarely explored side of the UFC president is his goofiness. Dana has an interesting sense of humor that he sometimes is willing to display publicly, but that's not the only silliness about him. Sometimes he's funny on accident, just by being him as we'll see today. Or being involved in an awkward moment, reacting to something unexpected with a camera in his face. White has had a ton of these moments over the years that have made us laugh out loud, and today we're going to be looking at some of my favorites. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are 10 times Dana White acted downright goofy. Number 10, the Maymac intros. Man, the whole Maymac experience was truly something else. It's honestly surreal looking back at it all now. The fact that it even took place, and mind you, this was all happening in 2016 and 2017, way before you would have ever imagined seeing Floyd Mayweather getting hugged by Logan Paul or Jake boxing UFC fighters. I think in 2016, the Paul brothers were still making terrible rap songs for middle schoolers to buy their overpriced sweatshirts. Anyway, the mystique of this freak show of all freak shows was really something else, and the four press conference world tour and the buildup was absolutely over the top for a lot of reasons, one super memorable one being Dana White's absolutely unhinged introductions of Conor McGregor to kick off each event. The notorious What's so great about these intros is that Dana would do Connor, but Leonard Ellerby would do Floyd. So it was kind of like there was a hype competition and both were so goofy over the top. Floyd, money, Mayweather! The Buffer Brothers, these two are not. But particularly with Dana, who normally doesn't scream at the top of his lungs, this was just hilarious. I mean, his body is literally shaking. As a result of the red shirt, fans made many photoshops of white as red as his clothes, giving rise to a lot of tomato Dana jokes. But yeah, overall, the energy here in these intros is great and fun and also very goofy. Good times. Number nine, Fuck It Fridays. Of all the silly aspects of Dana White's existence, perhaps Fuck It Fridays is truly the most unexpected. If you told me 10 years ago Dana would have a popular social media series, or he eats some wacky food every week, I would have thought, okay, not sure how we got here. Is he still in charge of the UFC? Did he shift to owning a successful food truck? Oh, 2012 me, you don't know shit. So here's how all this went down according to the UFC website. Dana saw a KFC donut fried chicken sandwich commercial on TV and was like, what the fuck? So he had the chef at the UFC HQ recreated for him so he could review it online for everybody, rather than, I guess, getting a shitty one from KFC. Good call. I still can't believe I ordered the tilapia. If you don't know what that means, take a deep dive and find my first ever appearance on this channel. Anyway, Dana reviewed the abomination against humanity on his Instagram and people loved it, wanted more wacky shit, and so ever since, White's been reviewing the most ridiculous and sometimes gross, overly conceptualized artery fillers every single Friday, with some pretty amusing results and screenshots of his reactions to certain foods, good or bad, making the rounds on social media as reactions to various happenings in the MMA world. It's a fun, goofy, unexpected thing. I'm not sure how much longer it'll last, but so long as it rakes in those social media hits, fucking Fridays is likely here to stay. Number eight, the Nate Diaz slap. Nothing breaks a little tension like some goofiness. In the lead up to the rematch between Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor, the UFC was having some trouble getting Nate on board for the fight. The two parties couldn't come to terms, and it had been leaked out into the media that there were some troubles there. Mind you, this is already after the whole thing with Conor no-showing the UFC 200 media day, and then refusing to do certain press obligations after that. So the idea of the biggest rematch in MMA history was still a bit in flux. Fans were a little worried. Then the day of UFC 199, White and Diaz got together at a restaurant before the event and hashed the whole thing out. On the way back to the arena, they stopped in Crenshaw to record a video of Nate slapping the shit out of Dana while Hit'em Up by Tupac played in the background to post to the fighter's Instagram page. That night at the pay-per-view, the fight was announced officially for UFC 202. So why the slap? Dana would later explain on the UFC Unfiltered podcast, and it's pretty funny because it just shows you how goofy and spontaneous White can be at times 
rooms. As they were traveling back to the arena through Crenshaw, he saw the Turf Motel sign and told the driver to pull over, and then told Nate to slap the shit out of them. Apparently, Diaz was confused, but obviously complied. White said he knew it would be a good boost for Nate's social media, and he was right. Number 7. Getting down at parties Every once in a while, Dana likes to let loose at the club, don't we all? But when you're the president of the UFC and worth over $500 million, your partying isn't exactly like our partying, except it still truly is, which is what makes this entry so funny. Sure, you and I aren't up on stage with Snoop D-O-double-G at the Moon Nightclub at the Palms, but we'd probably be enjoying the show just as goofily as Dana in the background here in 2010, doing his best to have a good time and not look cool. Definitely feels like he's trying not to look so awkward, but he's just feeling the vibe, so he has to do something. Side note, this huge dude on the right legitimately looks like he's ready to take someone's head off at a moment's notice. This isn't the only time DFW's been caught on tape cutting it up and enjoying some music. Here he is much more recently just given every bit of what he has to Uptown Funk. <laughs> couple things, these two clips are over a decade apart. That's admirable distance in terms of still being willing and able to have a good time at a big party. Secondly, the goofy look at the camera and the sign the check just fucking kills me every time I see it. Rapping truly on par with Jake Paul. Number 6. Shane Young's Haka Sometimes Data's goofy reactions to something unexpected happening are his funniest moments, and a perfect example was the ceremonial weigh-in for UFC 253. The Fight Island event was stacked up and featured a bunch of city kickboxing guys, including Shane Young, who was taking on Ludovic Klein on the prelims. Young is from European and Mahdi descent, and has stated that one of his goals through fighting is to have others embrace their Mahdi roots. This information is important because it's why Shane begins to do a haka after getting off the scales before his stare down with Klein. <laughs> White, who looks like he spent maybe too much time with them Nelk boys, isn't sure what to make of any of this even remotely. I think my favorite part is Dana holding his hand out for literally six full seconds. Did you think he was gonna stop? Did you think he was gonna continue, but also shake your hand? The only reason it looks like White puts his hand down at all is because Young gets so close that he now has to stand between the two fighters. I also love the bemused and bewildered look on Dana's face following the whole thing. Bonus points to John Anik's intro to the next pair of fighters. With that, we move along to the UFC's welterweight division, Diego Sanchez versus Jake Matthews. Number 5. Getting tricked on Instagram Now, as we're all aware, Dana White is not afraid of the internet. He's made that very clear. I'm not afraid of the internet. It's a place where cowards live. I'm not afraid of you. You don't f scare me. Hackers, pirates, North Korea, he's coming for all of you, and he doesn't care what you do to him. That said, Dana is of a certain age, the baby boomer generation, so he didn't grow up with technology like so many of us were afforded. As such, sometimes boomers fall for misinformation online, and in 2019, it appeared that White had such a moment. Dana posted the following wall of text to his Instagram with the caption, I don't know if this works, but fuck it, don't be stealing my shit at Instagram. This post is still there, by the way. The image explains that starting tomorrow, there will be new Instagram rules where the company can use your photos, your DMs, anything against you in a court of law. All of it, including deleted posts, will now be made public. And guys, even Channel 13 talked about it. Yeah, Channel 13. That is, of course, unless you repost this image to your Instagram page, then by law, they are not allowed to take all your shit. The first comment that came up when I saw this was someone saying, you fucking boomer. <laughs> 
Look, Dana was clearly unsure that it was real as per his caption, so he was already somewhat skeptical, but he posted it anyway because, shit, you've seen those Connor DMs. Dana does business on IG. Can't be having Mark Zuckerberg jamming him up. Number four, acting shook on punked. You know, for as often as Dana's gotten upset and raised his voice over the years, you would think that portraying such a state would come naturally to him, but that wasn't exactly the case when he appeared on punked as an accomplice to get one over on Chuck Liddell. Unlike a scripted television appearance that we'll see later, in this instance, White is prompted to improvise. His target audience, somebody who sees him all the time, in Chuck. The setup for this deal is that Dana did a hit and run on his way to picking up Liddell at the hotel to take him to a TV appearance. There was a phone call between the two that we don't get to see before they get in the car, and White does his goofy best to try to convince Liddell he shook up. Dude, I'm telling you, look at my hands. Yeah, bro. Chuck, I'm telling you, bro, I'm so upset. Look at this. You see what I'm saying, dude? That is some Gary Oldman tier acting there. Hilariously, Dana asks Chuck to lie for him that they were at the hotel for two hours together right before they're questioned by the police, and the rest of the bit focuses on Chuck. They push his buttons, he keeps bending down for some reason like he can't stand, and they make him straighten up every time. Of course, it's eventually revealed that it's all just a prank, bro, and the Iceman warns that Dana's gonna get some leg kicks. Oh, 2007, simpler times. Number three, Tyson on a plane. This one's legitimately funny on purpose and also on accident, which makes it all the better. And the fact that it was done at all makes it all kinds of goofy. So in 2014, Dana posted this little video on his Instagram that needs no context. Let's just watch. Hey, come on. Move it. You want, I, I like this seat. I like it better. First of all, again, tier one acting by Dana, actually everyone involved. I mean, just the height of realism. I felt the conflict, the fear, the confusion, the happiness. Secondly, I just love the idea of them thinking up this skit together. So Dana White and Mike Tyson are on a private jet, either leaving Vancouver or heading to New Zealand based on the timeline. Either way, they're probably sitting around for some time. And then who came up with this? Was it Dana? Was it Mike? Did they write it out? Did they rehearse it? I have so many questions. This would not be the only time White allowed Tyson to punk him out for the sake of a laugh on this very flight, as they would make another post of what appeared to be a passed out Dana having Mike write dick on his head. Part of me wants to think that this was all Tyson, and everybody just went along with it out of fear. I mean, you're 30,000 feet in the air, what exactly are you gonna do if Mike decides to start throwing hooks? Whatever the cause, it's some of the goofiest stuff Dana's put together, and the world is better for it. Number two, humoring Sean Hannity. This almost feels like a parody, honestly. It feels like something out of a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Alright, so as you know, Dana was real big on reopening sports, and every Everything during the pandemic. The UFC was the first major sport to get rolling again, and White took a lot of pride in what they did in Fight Island and in Florida. And given that COVID was a massive political point across the country, naturally Fox News was a pretty big fan of what White was doing, as was one of their top star anchors, Sean Hannity, who invited Dana on the show to talk COVID, reopening the country, all that 2020 stuff. At the end of the segment, though, Hannity revealed that his staff had sent White some footage of the host doing a bit of self-defense and bag work. When Dana smirked as Sean began talking about it, Hannity seemed like he might be getting insulted, and then White went into PR mode to save some face for the guy while the awful footage played. You're laughing. That's not a good sign if you're laughing at some of the I, videos. I'm not laughing. I, I'm, I'm smiling. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great that you do it. It's, it's one of the best things you could do for yourself, your wife, your kids. I love it. 
So we have a few different things that might have happened here. One, Sean Hannity is entirely unaware of how ridiculous he looks in this video, and as such shouldn't have put it on national television for everybody to laugh about. There's that, or his staff gassed him up on it, knowing it would look ridiculous, and convinced him to show it to Dana, knowing he'd be made a fool of. Whatever the case, Dana's quick turnaround on it as the training footage plays is chef's kiss all around. I do a lot of situational training, Krav, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Kempo, boxing. Go on, sensei. Number one, appearing on The League. All right, so as we've seen, Dana's done some goofy and wild shit, but this episode of The League that he appears on is just bonkers. If you're unfamiliar with the now defunct FX show, it was about a group of friends and their fantasy teams, but also not really as you're about to see. White appears in season five, episode four, in case you want to check it out, and plays the muscle for a porn producer named Chuck Falcon, played by the wonderful Kevin Nealon. Dana's first appearance in the episode sees him break into a rundown motel room in sort of a Pulp Fiction homage that sees White reject pizza from the bathroom that he calls shit pizza, which made me laugh. Did you just offer us shit pizza? It's got cheese in the crust. And then tap the guy on the shoulder before putting one into his dome. A truly gift-worthy moment out of context. By the end of the episode, one of the show's main characters, along with Seth Rogen for some reason, overthrow Chuck Falcon and take his business, leaving Dana to serve them drinks and drugs. The ending, though, is a masterpiece. As the two protagonists get into a dispute they decide will be settled with a duel, and White is there at the start to break down the rules like he's in an episode of Tough explaining the coach's challenge. I have no idea what compelled Dana to do this goofy shit, but I'm sure glad he did. Cocaine isn't cheap. I'm also super happy that Max Randall put this video together because the man is the Beethoven of editing, and I'm not talking about the dog, I'm talking about the genius composer. Show Max all the love possible on his socials, as well as Ben Rosette, who is a genius composer in his own right and has provided us with his music. Also, please, if you could, like and subscribe, that's always a massive help to us. What's the goofiest thing you've ever seen Dana do? Did it make the list? Let us know in the comments. Thanks for watching, and have a great day, everybody.